The home that you worked so hard to purchase or the business that you dreamed of owning deserve to shine. LDJ Cleaning Professionals specialize in commercial, residential, and disinfecting cleaning. We've served Aurora and the Quad Counties with over 20 years experience in the professional cleaning industry. Whether you're looking for window cleaning, disinfecting, or general office cleaning, we offer it all and more. Hire a true professional and call us today at 630-291-5435 or visit our website at www.ldjcleaning.com. We help you protect your investment. Rise and shine. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.40, excuse me, 7.48 a.m. And you were listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Today is Wednesday, and we've got a great interview for you guys today. We have a local legend, Mr. Bill Poss of Luigi's Pizza on the show today, chopping it up here to talk with us about uh, life, liberty, and Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. Uh, Before we get into that, you guys, of course, as you know, we've got uh, news for you and some things to talk about now. Very important. I actually, uh, yesterday, as you know, we told you guys about, no, I think it actually might have been Monday. I think it might have been Monday. We told you guys about the um, cannabis, the low-level marijuana convictions overturned by uh, Governor Pritzker and the records abolished by the Illinois State Police. Uh, that article is on our Facebook page, so you can definitely go check that out. Got some good comments and responses about that. Uh, Aurora's Best of the Fox 2020 Reader's Choice Award winners. Uh, that's out and includes Two Brothers Beer and Dero Coffee and Paramount. So shout out to all those great businesses and shout out to our friends of Enjoy Aurora. Okay. So also uh, in the news and definitely worth talking about, about 40% of Chicago public school teachers and staff who were expected to report to schools uh, just yesterday didn't show up for in-person work. How about that? Um, So as we know, it's 2021, but the pandemic is still raging. Um, So safety is definitely first uh, a priority as we uh, go about and look forward to going back to in-person learning rather than um, uh, e-learning. All right. So also very important to tell you guys about this news. Township is going on. Primaries are next month. Elections are April 6th. Also, the mayoral elections will be taking place on April 6th as well. So, candidates are our current incumbent mayor, Mr. Richard Irvin. Other candidates are also John Leish and Judd Lofshee, who is a Congress, excuse me, alderman. All right. So, uh, get to know the candidates, get to know what's going on, and take part out there, you guys, and vote. Aurora Township is uh, something that's not well known. A lot of people don't know what the township does or where, if they live in township or whatnot. So, get to know Township. We interviewed Bonnie Kunkel, Sherry Spears, and we also interviewed Alex Arroyo. Check those episodes out. 
They are on our YouTube page and our Spotify and iTunes. So if you subscribe, you can check out all those interviews and all the interviews we have to come. Okay. Wednesday, January 13th, 6 p.m., Citizenship and Recent Updates on Immigration and Registrations Required for that. A legal services specialist from World Relief Chicagoland will be on hand. Wednesday, January 20th, 6 p.m., contacting your elected officials. Former political staffer Lily Rocha will cover best practices to reach our federal, state, and local representatives. Thursday, January 21st, 7 p.m., Civic Education Series, County Boards, partnership with League of Women Voters for the Aurora Area. Registration is required. <clears throat> February and March initiatives, February 12th, 10 a.m., Tai Chi for the Chinese New Year. The ancient practice of Tai Chi clinically proven to be an effective exercise to improve health, fitness, and relaxation will be a program available to adults. Registration is required for that. Tuesday, February 16th, 7 p.m., Growing Your Business with LGBTQ-Friendly Practices. Uh, that's going to be in conjunction with the Aurora Human Relations Commission. Registration is required. Thursday, March 18th, 7 p.m., Civic Education Township Government. Continuing a partnership with the League of Women Voters for the Aurora Area. Registration is required. Okie dokie. It's been snowing a lot um, these uh, past few days. I've, I like seeing the snow. Um, you know, I actually believe that the snow is very beautiful. And I was, you know, was kind of sad because I'm a Midwest kid born and raised to the heart. I was sad that there was no, like, snow on Christmas. But, I mean, what are you going to do, right? There was no snow on Christmas. We don't, we aren't the ones who uh, pick the snow. We don't pick when it is going to snow. But, yeah, I was kind of sad. Today's forecast, high of 32 degrees. Uh, the current temperature right now is 29 degrees. Uh, 32 looks like it'll be reached at about 3 p.m. Um, also want to give some shouts out to some local businesses, meaningful letters. We bought a great, uh, anti-racist pen from the limited edition set of which 45 were made. We were number nine. Awesome. So please support that. Shout outs. Shout out to all the local small businesses here in town, LDJ Cleaning, AA Electric, and also shout out to Aurora Business United, a great networking service for folks. Uh, if you live in Aurora, if you have a business in Aurora, please consider becoming a member. Facebook page is open. Uh, click the join button and come on in. Did I mention it was free? It's free. Okay. Now, before we go, I want to let you know about uh, one more thing. And I want it to, you know, I, I, I want this to resonate with you. So one of the things that Good Morning Aurora is proud of is that we meld the business community and the local non-business community, so the local resident community with each other. And that's something that's very important. You'll notice sometimes when we're talking to somebody, we had Tom Cook on from Valley Construction, for example. Uh, he is responsible or his company is responsible for renovating the terminal building, which is located at the corner of Galena and New York Street. When we have these interviews with a guy who's, you know, the big time guy, the big shot, we have those interviews, you know, that's to let it be known that 
anybody listening to the episode could potentially be the next time cook. We talk about the educational background. We talk about those first days of starting a business and then having it grow into a big business. And if you listen to the conversation, sometimes they do include failures. But getting knocked down is different from getting knocked down and staying down. So keep that in mind. The messages are always positive and the episodes and the individuals, even if you can't relate to them, there's something to relate to. And that is the news. Um, I take a bus, I get off at the corner over there, I walk that block down there on the left-hand side over there. Uh, I can't remember what street that is over there, but uh, I used to get my allergy shots there. Yeah. Then I would take a bus back home. They dropped me off right on my corner there. I was six and a half, seven years old. My parents trusted me. They came down two or three times with me. But it made me, being an adult, I mean, not adult, but just grow up to be a little bit better. And that, right. I used to take a bus, transfer, go all the way over to the Y with a 22 shotgun. I used to do target practices down in the Y. They had a leaded wall, about 50 feet or so. Oh, you had the, the cartridge had to be disconnected and the bullets had right. to be in a pocket. But right. if you saw a 22 on a bus now, you'd have a SWAT team there. Oh, yeah. You yeah. <laughs> Them days are over. Amazing what <laughs> yeah. we used to do. Yeah. Um, my dad grew up in Georgia. So uh, we kind of grew up kind of close to Indiana. It's a lot of open space out there. And uh, he would do shit like that. Yeah. When he was a kid. Just pull over on the side of the road and just target practice with some cans or something. Yes. Just shit like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, good morning. Good morning, Curtis. Good to see you. Yes. Good to Thank see you. you. Uh, this has been an interview. Long time in the making. We're glad to have Mr. Bill Poss, yes. correct, on yes. the show. Yes. Good morning, Thank you, thank you, thank you. So we're going to talk about life, Aurora, and Luigi's. I just said your name, but please, for the audience and the listeners and the viewers, introduce yourself and where you're from. Huh? Bill Poss from Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center over on Prairie Street. All right, all right. This is my 40th year in the business. Congratulations. 40th year. Congratulations. So, yeah. Glad to get this interview after 40 years of business, and you're born and raised in Aurora? Yes, I am. All right. Yes. East side, west side? East side, and then I filtrated in North Aurora and ended up on the west side. <laughs> yes. All sides of Aurora. Yes, all sides. Um, so in your time being here in Aurora, what's some of the biggest changes that you've seen? You've been a part of them, but in addition to yourself. Well, the history of Aurora is unbelievable. If you went to the century, 1900, how we... How we were a, 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 almost the hub of manufacturing. It was unbelievable how many car dealerships that we had in Aurora. Right. We had motorcycle dealership. Da, da, da. Aurora has always been a working town. And then one good thing about Aurora, there are no slums. Let me say that again. Right. No slums. There's some low-income people that live here and there, whatever. But there's no slums. Right. So I give credit to city of Aurora and the inspectors and stuff like that. There are no bare grass areas in Aurora. You can't say that for Joliet or Elgin or anybody else like that that has a ton of people that are living there. Right. So I'm, I'm very, very impressed by that. Right. Well kept up city. Mm -hmm. So um, you went to East High? Nope. Did not. Did not go Okay. To My brother and sister did, but oh, I okay. did. So <laughs> I grew up, um, I went to uh, Bardwell, Bardwell, uh, my kindergarten, okay. and then I went to St. Nick's. Okay. Because I'm a Catholic and uh, went to St. Nick's for two years and then my parents moved up to 
um, Beach Street. So no, no, I was on Beach Street then, and then we moved to 717 North Ohio Street. So we okay. moved up there, and we all went to St. Charles then. And then my parents found out there were some uh, substitute teachers teaching full time that weren't uh, certified with the state of Illinois. So they took my other three brothers and sisters. They went to Simmons and then East Aurora High School. Uh, okay. And then I went to Aurora Central Catholic. You can see my halo. So, so, <laughs> so me and my sister went there. So okay. um, that was our choice. If we wanted to continue going Catholic education, we did. Right. So, but no, and then. Uh, um, then uh, my parents moved to Annunciation, okay. and I then I was out. I was in the working force, and I was living in an apartment with myself with some other guys and stuff like that, supporting myself. But uh, that was on the corner of Mountain and Ohio Street too. So I'm kind of an East Side boy that filtrated. Uh, we bought it when I got married. We bought we built a house up in North Aurora, and uh, then we kind of built, we got another house over here on the west side of Aurora, and that's where it kind of been. Okay. Because we had Luigi's on the east side, we had we, Luigi's on the west side, we had them for about six years together, and then I sold the east side one and to a uh, uh, restaurant owner, and uh, then I had, the, uh, had one over on Chestnut and Galena there, that was 5,000 square feet, and then we moved to Prairie Street. Okay. It was an empty grocery store. Um, growing up, what impact did your mom have in your life? Oh, a lot. A lot. My, my, my mom was very methodical about us getting our chores done, doing this, doing that, getting our grades up, mm. getting everything like that. Thank you. And et cetera, et cetera. So, oh, yeah, they, they were pretty strict with us. There was no horsing around. Right. And uh, my dad was a pretty strict Catholic guy. And, uh, yeah, we went to church every Sunday. And I, to this day... Don't I, I I I'm glad they did that to us because it's still Christianity in me and I admire that. What was Aurora like growing up? It was really cool. Oh my gosh, there was no malls. This Broadway here was the thing. Aurora Dry Goods, Kresge's, Woolworths, all of them. It was it was the short half mile, but it was. Sears was down here. I mean, they're, they're all, all the big boys are down there. Right. And then when that mall came up, Fox Valley Mall, they all drifted and drifted and, and drifted. That was like the 70s or something? Yeah, somewhere around there. Opened. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, that whole scene of downtown coming down here and there was a bus center down here. You folks coming in with the bus. Was that? Yes. Was that it? Okay. I even remember the trolley cars. They went around, uh, went around kind of New York, uh, kind of where the old second is over there, River Street, stuff yeah. like that. They yeah. kind of went around. That, I can remember that. So I had to be about five, six, seven, something like that. Really? Yeah, really. I they was... were in the middle of the street. <laughs> you, you, you moved out of their way. Yeah, I've only seen that in pictures. That's amazing yeah. that you've yeah. actually seen that. Yeah. Um, now, a lot of times we hear about Aurora, its manufacturing history and everything like that. But there was a manufacturing and a business community kind of hand in hand. Is oh. that is that correct? Oh yes. No ifs, okay. ands, or buts about it. I mean, we we had so much manufacturing, and so many big boys in town here, yeah. and it was really awesome. Hmm. Um, so you're out of high school, mm -hmm. uh, around around that age. What's Bill doing? What's life like for Bill? Okay. Uh, Where are so you working at? I'm going to Wabansi Community College. Okay. okay. I'm trying to be a pharmacist because my mother said. That should be the way you should go because of your asthma. So, and when I broke away from that, I played more sports. I got more asthma attacks. I really didn't care. I had so much fun 
playing my, because I couldn't play when I was young. They wouldn't let me play sports. So, and that's fine. They were looking out for the best of me. So, man, I, I took off. And then my dad had a trucking business in North Aurora. It's called Aurora Cartage Company. And we took freight kind of to Joliet, freight to Elgin, and then we took all that freight in Chicago. And then we picked up freight to bring back out the next day to deliver right. to all these communities in between. So that was kind of it. So there was a guy that got in a motorcycle accident, one of our drivers. So he said, uh, how about, uh, hey, I got an opening here. If you want it, you can. But Dave's not coming back for about six months. He broke his leg in four different spots. And I made my choice. I hated chemistry. I hated pharmacy classes. So I went on. Then after about six years, I said, Dad, if you're going to retire, I want to buy you out. Okay. So I started going to school, traffic school, learning rates and stuff like that. So uh, anyway, I, I was going to buy my dad out. We agreed to a price. He's going to stay on for five years and et cetera, et cetera, help me out. And then 1981 came around when they started gas rationing. So for nine months, you could only get gas if it was on an even day or you could get gas on an odd day. So we had all these trucks that we couldn't gas up. Right. So every other day. So instead of going to Joliet and Elgin and in Chicago every day, we had to go every other day. So it was it wasn't good service for anybody, but everything was bad. So so my dad had ten drivers. I was the eighth driver. So by union, you had to go by seniority. And the top six guys that he had, only one went to high school. Right. And four of the six only finished eighth grade because back in the depression you had to be on a farm and help your parents and do all that so and that's why some of the state laws came up in uh, the, the late 20s and early 30, 30s that kids have to have a right to go to school stuff like that so wow. anyway they were good guys they, they all could read they, they were great they self-taught themselves etc etc so um so my dad had laid me off so then we we're playing a softball team and a realtor says why don't you buy luigi's i couldn't say luigi's I used to call it Lugie's Pizza. I couldn't say Luigi's. So for six weeks we did the process and finally at closing, my tongue could actually say Luigi's, not Lugie's. <laughs> I would tell people, hey, I'm buying Lu Lugie's Pizza. What the hell? Yeah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> exactly. So, but anyway. 1981. So, 1981. Interest rates were 18%. Oh, I thought I got a deal because interest rates went up to 21.5. And I thought, oh, wow, I got a cheaper rate than they did. Right. Are you crazy? Right. There's no way I could do a business at 18% now. I mean, look what credit cards do to you. Right. You don't get caught up on them, get caught on them, and then it starts to take seven to ten years to pay them off. You know, so anyway, I, I bought the business. It was a land trust. I didn't have any money put down, so I had my house, my apartment house. And the business they put in a land trust, and if I lost the business, I would lose either the apartment house or my own house. So, and after two years, I told my wife, we're not making any money, we're just barely breaking even, I gotta find something else. As soon as I said that, it was like God just sprinkled goodness and grace on me. We exploded after that. What was that explosion like? What, what, what was what was the? Well, first we had a phone call come up. Guy says, "Hey, um, I'm from Batavia. I'd like to bring a group of 80 people in. 80 people. I only had 20 seatings, and that was crowded back then. I only had 1,200 square feet, and half of it was the kitchen. So I said, "Sorry, sir, no. 
two weeks later, 63 people. Yay, I got 63 people I want to bring in. Are you crazy? I, I don't have that room. So I had to turn down that. And then I said, oh my God. Lo and behold, Blarney Stone over on Chestnut Galena was up for sale. So uh, they knew the business really well. They did not know the pizza business very well. That was the only problem that they had. They didn't, they weren't, they didn't go uh, with the Irish pizza that they wanted to get. And you can't really rise that dough too well. Uh, they would have just gone with it. So they would still be in business over there. So, but they were for sale. I needed it because I had all these people asking for it. So right. now I have 125 seating there. So when that guy calls up 80s, yes, bring them in, yeah. bring them in. Yep. So then we made dark boards in the back room. So I had the second largest still dark boards in uh, Chicago area. Windy City had more than us. We had 12, they had 20. So then we started to have dark leagues and every other week you'd have a team of your team or Bob's team here, they would go over here, play the Irish club, play the Turner's club, Luxembourg club, Turner, whatever. Right. They'd play everybody or play a different bar or whatever, but it was fun. And uh, anyway, that brought in business, it brought in drinking business, it brought in socialization. And then sometimes these people will come bring their families in on weekends or once a month or whatever it is. So, so I got going. And then all of a sudden we got too busy over here. Then I closed down the East Side store and sold it out. But uh, I had to give all my attention to this store over here. So the East Side store at this time, what's it doing? Oh, right now, uh, Dave, uh, Daniel Lopez and his brother bought it, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Wonderful family, great okay. family, great, oh, just love the guys, right. love them. I wish right. they could be my brothers. Right. Very, very nice people, good family structure, everything. So they, ha I don't know what it's called, it's, I, I, I can't pronounce Spanish too well, so let's just. You couldn't pronounce it? That's right, I could <laughs> So let's just leave it, okay. Good business, incorporated, yeah. yes, right? Yes, it is, <laughs> yes, it is. Um, so now at this time, Luigi's, you got 125 seating now. Yep. Okay. So now the guys are calling about 80. We can do 80. 63, yep. you got no problem. No problem. What's it like with food and everything? Are you hiring staff and all, you know, you got workers oh my gosh, for you yes. and all that kind of stuff? Oh my How's gosh, that yes. So I went from about 16 people to about 40 some people. And then we got up to 55 people over here at Chestnut and Galena. I can only have four stools at the bar. Uh, that was in the contract with Aldi's, who I was uh, leasing from at the time. Okay. They said, well... What year is this, by the way? Uh, this is 86. Okay. 86, 88 era. So, anyway, we did that. So, uh, it, it, it started going good. And then, about seven, eight years after that, I met a customer of mine that says, we don't go to Luigi's anymore. Why? What? It's too crowded. Every Friday night, six weeks in a row now, we couldn't get in there. We're not going there anymore. So we went to Kentucky Fried. We got, uh, you know, Taco Bell. And, you, know, this, you need to take reservations. Friday night, we were back. Nobody was saying buts about it. And uh, then we had the dartboards there. Now, Thursday night was a league night, and I started renting them out for wedding receptions, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? before you get married, wedding rehearsals, right. okay? Wedding rehearsal nights. Uh, so we used to run them out there and I used to do a lot of fun things. We would take balloons and put them on the darts and sometimes you blindfold them, sometimes you had to take you and your spouse and shoot the dart at the same time. <laughs> yeah. We had a carpet around, but it was yeah. so fun. Yeah. 
that. So there was 27 Friday nights a year that we were booking for wedding rehearsal nights. So I needed more space. So you got a wedding rehearsal people coming in, you know, and there's always 10 to 20, 25, 30. They're buying food from you. Oh yeah. They drinks from you and stuff like that. So now I'm in dilemma, whatever. So one January day, it was like the second weekend, Saturday of January, this guy comes in and says, hey Bill, uh, you need to buy uh, Prairie Street over there, uh, um, Dave Super Saver. And I go, what the heck would I do with 27,000 square feet? We got five now. I could use five more, but that's it. 27. He says, why don't you put in batting cages? Ha! Are you kidding me? Who would play? Who would be in the batting cages? And he goes, hey, Drew, tell me what happened. What? Well, we're playing dome ball on Route 30 in about a couple hours. It'd be nice if we had some place we could go and have batting practice. I said, oh my God. All right, so that's one case. Oh, hey, Megan, tell us about Aurora University. Well, at Aurora University, we get, the, we get it twice a week. We get it Thursday night from 7 to 8.30, and we get it Tuesday from 3 to 4.30. We only get it two times a week. It'd be nice if we could find a place there. I said, something Yeah. So we looked into it, and we had to see how much space it was, you know, the bank cage is going to take, 15 by 65 feet. That's about what it was. Right. Oh, we go online. There's a place down in St. Louis. They had six of them. We go down there. We look at them. We find a trailer, and uh, so they, the people there put them in a trailer for us, shipped it up here. Then we called the ABC batting uh, cage people, they came up, flew out for about three days to set it up. So we had two batting cages inside Luigi's at that time. Yeah. Yeah? So we had a slow one and a fast one. Right. And the slow one was slow little league pitch and slow softball. That's what I was playing then, slow pitch. Right. So, uh, yeah, I was in there. And, <laughs> and then the fast pitch was 70 miles an hour. So the girls, that's about the speed they had mm -hmm. over there in Pony League. That's about the fastest you'll see in Pony League. So right. it was it was fantastic. Excellent. So we have them in. Weddings, baseball, uh, what other kind of outside of the realm things was going on in Luigi's at that time? Well, we had birthday parties, you know. Right. That's uh, what we live and die on on weekends, the birthday parties. Now, I had read and heard that Pretty much for the past 40 years, you guys were it and kind of still are when it comes to the fun, the atmosphere, and having a good time, uh, birthday party and everything like that. I got to ask, how's the pizza been? You know, how, what's, what's the pizza like? Has it changed much in that time? It has changed. All because of allergies. We used to put eggs in our, our recipe. We used to put milk in our recipe. We had to take it out. Allergies. So... The difference between anybody's dough is you can go online, you can find a generic 25 pounds, X amount of water, sugar, yeast, whatever. The difference between any of us is maybe we put a little bit more yeast in, which calls for more sugar, or we put a little less of this in, or a little olive oil, or whatever you want to put on that, but I had to take everything out because of, because of allergies. Wow. No, the last uh, 12, 15 years, people are really starting to call, what do you got in your pizza recipe, you know? And, and, you know what? 
that's fine. That's a good mother checking up on her kids. That's no problem whatsoever. Right. But we didn't want someone coming from a birthday party and the kids get dropped off and we didn't know if they had allergies and sure. they're not, they don't want to come and save them. Sure. Nobody gets sick. Right. So Especially on your, bur your damn birthday. That's right. It's not the way. No, it that's right. How was your seventh, Timmy? Oh, I yeah. threw yeah. up all over the damn joint. Yeah, I did. <laughs> um, the time is now 8.20 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast, and we are glad to be joined by Mr. Bill Poss. 40 years in business, Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. Cheers, brother. No, oh, yeah, man. let's do that. Get cheers, a bit cheers. Of that. We made it. Thank you uh, for this. Um, so now, Luigi's is doing good. Business is booming. Whoa, 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 whoa. I wouldn't, wouldn't go there right now. Okay. Not right now. It's not booming. Not right now. Not right, right now. Right. Um, but it was. Yeah, but it was. You're right. So I, I want to ask, so what were the 90s going into 2000 like for um, Well, movies? every decade had a recession, basically. 80s, the 90s, and just before uh, about 2000, there was a, they, they were all small ones. Okay. Uh, the, the one before 2000 that we hit, that, that was kind of on us. That was us saying, oh, my dividends are so-and-so, you know, I'm getting 15, 20% dividends, which average is only 10 at the most. And people were overbuying themselves. They were buying the big plasma TVs back then, or right. a trailer or a boat that they didn't need. Shit they couldn't afford. That's right. And then when the towers came down and everything changed in America, right. they didn't have that payment for this. They didn't have that payment for that. They they overextended themselves. Oh, they were having fun. They were having the quality of life that they were dreaming about, sure. but those dividends weren't coming around year after year anymore. Right. So. Yeah. So uh, the three recessions, uh, the, the well, the last one, I should say, was like 2008. And that's when our homes went down in value and stuff like that. So it's uh, that, was, that was a tough one because we didn't really deserve that. We didn't reserve, deserve a $300,000 home going down to 200000 maybe one seventy-five worth value-wise. Now you're stuck staying in your home. Right. Because even if you sell it, you almost have to pay something. Right. You know, you're going to break even. Um, what, is a, what does America mean to you? America means freedom, choice of religion, and just uh, going, doing anything, and, and being anywhere when you want. There's no one saying you can't cross state border. You know, that kind of stuff. I, I really believe in America. I really think we're so lucky. People just don't realize how lucky we are with our freedoms, where we can shop, what we can buy, when we want to buy, and how much, you know? That's what America is to me. But freedom of religion is really very important now. What's the story of the, uh, the mom and pop diner and the pizza place on Friday night in America? Well, it used to be number one, and it, it's, it's drawn by. It's no one's fault, but when you got chilies and people like that saying, hey, kids eat free here with each adult, oh, that changes their mind. That's five, five, six, seven bucks. They eat free. Now, there's a limited menu, but so what? Of that limited menu, almost a kid will eat something anytime, anything. Sure. Oh, yeah. So, but those things, are, it's not the pizza competition. Sometimes you'll see a major chain, you'll say $7.99 pizza, but they don't always say if it's their small, their medium, their large. Right. They're just $7.99, and when they're paying 
almost double like that with me. Right. That's different, you know. There's a major chain that only puts seven ounces of cheese on their 16-inch pizza. We put 16 ounces of cheese. So we double our cheese over that. Right. Yeah, they can do that $7.99. We can't do that. Right. Understood. Mm -hmm. um, seems like it's been an experience and a very fun one being in business for you in Aurora. Oh. The pizza business, uh, when I'm in with the Fun Center, it changes all the time. The games change. The laser tag changes. The bar atmosphere has changed. I mean, sports bar just came out in the last 10, 12 years. There was a couple here and there, but now it's sports bars. Almost anybody has that. Right. And they're offering soccer on this screen and baseball on this screen and basketball there or golf on another one. And that's fun. That's yeah. fun. It's fun to go to and, and watch, converse, eat, drink, whatever. It's fun. There's nothing wrong. They are babysitters to you. A game room is nothing but a babysitter to you. Your kid is playing that game and that game and that game and that game. That's their one-on-one -on, -one on that game. It's that challenge. It's that, hey, I wonder if I can get X amount of tickets or if I can get my score better than the other one. That's what it's about. And when they win their tickets... They get to choose. Oh, but mom and dad sometimes says no candy or no handcuffs or, oh, you know, jokey things or fart balloons or something like that. But that's the that's how much fun it is. And the games change all the time. So 21 years ago when I started over here, we had games were $3,000 each. Now they're averaging ten dollars to $13,000 each. But they're big. They're LED. They're bright. They talk to you. They make music back and forth. They're exciting. And that's the good thing about these games. So. Tell me about the Ice Wars. Ah! <laughs> so, well, one day, I saw these three teenage boys... They had pop, they drank their pop, and they took their cups with them back to the bathroom. I'm going, oh, that's kind of weird. Why would you take pop with you to the bathroom? I mean, I went, I'd leave it on the table. That's how I do it. And so all of a sudden I started hearing laughter and fun and all that. They were taking ice and having ice wars. They were in between the partitions, they put the seat down, and they were dunking and they were throwing ice at each other, throwing ice at the over by the urinals, they were throwing ice at each other. But we had all this ice all over, and then it started melting. Who cleans it up? That's right. <laughs> so I told them to get the heck out of there, yeah. get their drinks, and but I find that story interesting because nowadays we look at the kind of things that uh, youngsters have gotten into, and it ain't no dog on ice wars, and that's sad. Yes. Uh, it's not innocent, you know, what we'll call for the moment innocent fun and things like that. Is the era of the fun time with the kids, the malts, the good night Friday, is that gone? Not 100%, but yes, my Friday night busy time is gone. And it's because of competition and just because of how we are nowadays. Our kids are involved in all kinds of things. So, uh, I mean, they're in the soccer, they're in recital dances, you know, music, whatever it is. And we see these recitals two to three times a year mm -hmm. for each kid. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But they have them on weird nights. And sometimes it might be the Friday, the Saturday nights, sometimes Sundays. Yeah. I've been at some of my grandkids' uh, recitals on Sundays. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but, yeah, things have changed. No ifs, ands, or buts. In 1991, what was the most popular game at Luigi's? Okay, then 1991, 
I wasn't quite open over on Prairie Street. Okay. Yet. But, 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 right. but, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. We had a vendor that brought 10 of them in over where the old Blarney Stone used to be. Right. And it used to be Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Pac-Man Pac was a game. And, uh, oh, what's the other one? Maybe how many goes? Yeah, it's not Pete. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, it's cool. <laughs> <Yes>. Holy <laughs> cow. That takes me back. Oh, my God. Oh, the dollar is wasted on Centipede. Holy this shit. Was, it was quarters back then. Yeah, yeah, dollars, yeah. quarters. It is dollars now, but it's quarters back yeah. then. Um, so, um, Aurora now, so 2008, we talked about and everything like that. We also just talked about how businesses changed all these years. Besides Luigi's, what do you think are the biggest changes that you've seen in business in the in Aurora in the last five or ten years? Hmm, I've seen a nice diverse. I've I'm starting to see uh, Spanish and blacks opening up businesses, and I love to see that. You know. Mm -hmm. I get my haircut right down the street here, two doors down. That's where I get my haircut there. And uh, I support them because they need the business and I want them to, to survive. I want them to, there's, a, there's a, a, a place on Broadway opening up today. I want to go this afternoon at lunch if I have time to support them mm -hmm. because I'm glad to see them opening up, you know? Oh yeah, uh, Broadway in New York? There's a little bar over here somewhere. Oh, tavern. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. a tavern. Yeah. So I saw that. And I go, oh, oh, good. Yep. I want this town to just flourish. I am so glad our mayor has just kind of waxed back on some of this stuff. And, uh, and you know, I just came from others. They're open. I'm open. You know, Colonial's open. Uh, there's a lot of us are. But we're doing what we call the social distancing. Right. We're doing it better than the airport people. Right. So... I'm not picking on the airports there. I'm just saying one rule is good here and one isn't here. Do as I say, but don't do as I tell you. you know? um, what's something that you've learned over 40 years of being in business about people? <sighs> people are all different, and you just have to respect how different they are. I'm not going to agree with them all the time. And there's actually some employees that... I know, I would never go on vacation with. Mm -hmm. They do their job. They're just different. They have different backgrounds. They were raised differently. Some were better. Some were worse than me. Some, it's just their, their backgrounds. Are. So you got to just merit everybody for who they are and not where they came from or what kind of a family background they had. And if they have a poor one, I always try to extend a little bit more niceness or graciousness on them. When I hear that they came from a, a abused father, or you know, just anything like that, it's just you, you just got to be a little bit more gentler on them. Um, so I, since I've been doing this show since May, there's been a few, and uh, there's not more than a few. There's been a bunch of uh, Luigi's initiatives that happen, things you do with the community, and everything like that that we were shouting out on the news. I like to see that. The other guy, uh, Mike from Java Plus. He also does stuff like that, where they have the community there, you know, taking part. Uh, I think that's really good. There's a lot of businesses and different organizations that try to do good things, vendors and stuff like that we're talking about, but they just don't have a location to do it at. Yeah, that's so I right. think that's really good that you allow people to do that. That's really cool, man. So at Christmas time, when we had the 31 vendors outside, yeah. they're all different 
businesses? Why can't we help each other? Yeah. Why can't we get their support out there to let them see? You know, just to see who they are. Meet with the owner. Yep. You know, they all have propane tanks. It was kind of, mm-hmm. kind of, it wasn't super cold that day. So, but get to meet them. Then we had Santa come in room two and three. We were six foot distance. Santa sat here and talked to the kids. I saw pictures. Yep. Yeah. No hugging, no nothing. <laughs> but you know what? Uh, all these other malls are afraid to do that kind of stuff. Once again, we did it six foot distancing. You know, it was nice. These kids don't have, didn't have a chance this year to see Santa. It was amazing how many people came just to see Santa. We gave them a little cup of, of uh, candies and a cookie and stuff like that. But my gosh, that we're missing that part. We gotta celebrate the Christmas time, the the fun time. And this year it was kind of dwindled. Hopefully next year we just go back to it, you know. What's the uh, what's a good American movie? Oh my gosh, I can't think of one right now. That's really, really stands out with me, you know. Um, one is uh, where, uh, the old one uh, where the guy says, uh, "Damn, damn!" In there for the first time. Um, it was a South. It was a Civil War time. It's the movie was made in the '40s, I believe it is. It was one of the first colorized ones. Oh God, I can't think of it. No. Gone with Wind. Yep, that's it. Gone, Gone with, with the Wind. wind. Gone oh with yeah, Gone with the Wind. <laughs> that showed diversity there. It showed the rich having their plantations burned down. Mm-hmm. It also showed at the end how the slaves and how those people all of a sudden mattered to them. Mm-hmm. And then most of them, when they rebuilt, they brought their slaves with them, but treated them better. That's it. That is a classic movie. It is. Um, in all the time that Aurora business has been, you know, thriving and flourishing in your time here, do you think that it's easier to do business in the city? No, there's some some governments we had. No, it wasn't. It okay. was a pain in butt to get opened up over there because okay. the regulations and some of the power that they had down there. There's some people that take their position and make it powerful to them. Mm-hmm. And there was just some instances. I mean, I, I started looking at Boulder Hill to move it to. Um, there was Boulder Hill Pass out there. They had a, a there was a grocery store going out of business and. Um, I would have moved there except the son gave me a square foot rate and then the dad raised it up mm-hmm. and they put, couldn't yeah couldn't come down and and oh, it's it's my dad's business just forget it yeah. and so anyway to make a long story it eventually short. worked out for the better didn't it yeah and then <laughs> I had an alderman I had an alderman help me out and that's that's what saved it you know um, what what would you like so before we get to the the, the final part. Um, what would you say to a person who is trying to uh, open a pizza and fun center nowadays? Gain experience first. Don't even think about it unless you work for someone and you see how it's going to be run. I don't care if it's Dairy Queen. I don't care if it's a, a Spanish taco place. Whatever. Work there first to see how it's run and uh, how people treat you, you'd be surprised 
They are 10, 12% of our customers are just total jerks. But they're the same jerks at Target, at McDonald's, at a movie theater. They're the same jerks. And you got to learn to deal with that. So, yeah, gain experience first. I did not have that opportunity. And I will tell anyone, just please, work two months, three months, four months before you ever open up. Experience is all. That's what it's all about. Uh, the show ends on a positive note. What's your message today for the people of Aurora? Going into 2021 Tuesday. Well, you know what? It came to me about two years ago when we when Aurora got uh, the award, one of the most diverse cities yeah. in, in the United States. And I, are you kidding me? So one day, I'm down at... Uh, uh, watching uh, at the festival down there. What's that uh, place on uh, Broadway? The Dunham, the Dunham uh, Center. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, River, whatever it's called. River so, Park. Yeah. So I'm down there, and I'm watching, I'm enjoying it, and I think, wait a minute, diverse. What's so diverse about it? There was a train that went by. There was a bus that went by. There was an airplane that flew over. There was actually a drone Flying around. There was there was people in boats and canoes watching the festival. There was all kinds of things. It was the hustle, the bustle, but the quietness in between, the music, the beauty of our town, right by a river. And we are so diverse. We have so many different stores, so many nationalities that that are prospering and prospering in in Aurora and. And I sat back and I go, yeah, I'm proud to live in this area because of that. And I said, that award, duly deserved. It really is. So, we appreciate you coming on to the show today, brother. We really Thanks do. for having we really me. Do. We right. appreciate it. We appreciate it. <laughs> A lot of fans here. <laughs> Uh, to all you listeners out there, we appreciate Bill Poss, Mr. Uh, Mr. Uh, Poss of Luigi's Pizza and Fun Center. Hope you guys have a great, awesome 2021 and a very blessed day today. Be safe, be strong, be dedicated, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another great episode on the world's greatest, certainly Kane County's greatest, <laughs> morning news show. I love it. Peace. Peace. Peace.